Hello and welcome back to a work in progress podcast. Make sure to subscribe and leave a rating down below. Now on to the podcast episode. I hope you are staying safe and healthy during this time. Last week I posted a podcast episode and maybe for some of you it might have finally gotten uploaded yesterday or today talking about the current state of the world and in that podcast description I listed resources and in this podcast episode I will be also listing some resources just so you can get educated and please as a reminder register to vote. So in this week's episode we are going to talk about relationship mistakes and I'm not just talking about romantic relationships I'm also going to talk about friendship relationships. We've all gone through possibly somewhat messy friendship or romantic breakups before, and we all can learn from mistakes that we have made and apply them for future relationships. So I'm first going to start off with friendship relationships, and then we're going to go into romantic relationships. Connecting with people, especially during this time, is crucial. It is such a good way to rekindle friendships, reach out to people, Give yourself time now that you have the time to start dating and maybe downloading some dating apps, etc. So this is a good way where maybe you're going to make a new friend or you're already in a really long-term friendship or relationship that you can strengthen it. Or if you're going to find something new, this would be some good tips before pursuing that new relationship. So the first bullet point I have listed for friendships is telling yourself that you will check in with this friend tomorrow. And I say this because this will just lead to procrastination. I think we all get home from a long day and we're like, oh yeah, I need to text that friend, you know, I'll just do it tomorrow. And it never happens. We should hold ourselves more accountable to these things because even if your friends say that they are fine, and they post really cute pictures on Instagram of them smiling. You never know what's going on behind the scenes. So it's always important to check in with your friends. It doesn't take a long time to say, hey, how are you? It is just so important to check on your friends and do it when you have that thought in your head. You can just send them a quick text and you're ready to continue on throughout your day. The next one is not setting healthy boundaries. And I know for people like me who overshare everything, (laughs) it's important to establish healthy boundaries because sometimes your friends don't want to talk about certain situations or certain topics and that is totally valid. And to have that conversation and be like, hey, like, it's okay if I talk about this or actively communicating what is okay to say in conversation and what is not okay would be a good way to set up healthy boundaries. And that leads into my next couple points, which is pressuring your friends to always do expensive activities. And I think I got this point from a financial diet YouTube episode, especially in your 20s. Sometimes you just can't go out to bars all the time or fancy restaurants. Maybe you just need a night in. So maybe instead of suggesting to your friends all the time that you guys need to go out and spend a lot of money, maybe a good alternative is to have a movie night where you guys can play a board game. Or it's really fun is if you want to have dinner but you don't want to buy a lot of food, you can have a potluck so everyone in your group can cook their own meal from home and then bring it to your home or apartment. You guys can eat it all together. I know a lot of us are still in quarantine and we are slowly starting to get through some of the different phases, especially during this time. A great 
way to have fun with your friends on a low-cost budget is to have a themed hangout. You know when you used to go to college parties and they would have a specific theme? Well, maybe you can do that over Zoom or FaceTime. Maybe you guys can make a, a themed meal when uh, it's time to eat and that'll be a great creative way to look forward to your hangouts. It's not just, you know, we're gonna talk about the same thing, but to have some fun and really experiment with your clothing and environment that you're in. Wow, it is really raining out there. Um, just a side note, I'm currently staring at my window and it is raining really hard outside and it has not rained in a long time. I mean, it's the second day of summer, so I uh, should have expected this, but it's really nice and calming. So if you heard that in the background, I don't know if the mic, I just got a new mic. Uh, I don't know if we'll pick it up, but okay, on to the next one. So the next one is, Ditching your friends for other friends once you start building a bigger circle. And of course, this comes with some exceptions. If you're letting go of a toxic friend and you're making new friends and you kind of just want to slowly back away from the relationship, that's fine. But if you have really good friends and you're just ditching them because you think that, you know, the bigger the circle, the happier you'll be and you don't need those people who have been around forever, that's not really great. I mean, if you have good friends and you're ditching them, that's not respecting them and taking their relationship for granted. Is really, I guess, anxiety when we meet someone new. We want to impress them and we want to focus a lot of our attention on the new people, but we have to remember that the friends who have been in our lives forever, they mean something too, and we have to create a balance between creating new people and the friends who have been around for a really long time. There could be a balance, and one of the most interesting things to do, especially in your friend circle, is inviting everyone over. So your new friends can meet your friends that have been around maybe since middle school or high school, and they really get a chance to talk and network with each other, and it's really cool, especially seeing friends that have different personalities. It's really cool to see. The next one, of course, is obvious. Not listening to what your friends have to say. This is so important. I mean, it speaks for itself, but when your friends are trying to talk to you about something, please put down your phone. I know a lot of people, when they're on FaceTime, they'll also be, like, texting or going on Instagram, and I'm totally guilty of this. So it's really good when you are FaceTiming someone to put down your phone and really make eye contact with them and listen. I mean, it's not the same as, you know, seeing someone in person, but for the meantime, on FaceTime, make sure to put down another electronic that you have and make sure to really listen to them, especially if they're ranting, maybe not try to interrupt them, maybe let them just speak and then you can talk after they're done. So that's really important because when you listen to someone, it creates trust and that's how the relationship really gets stronger. Next up is not scheduling weekly phone calls. And this depends, of course, on the friendship. I know some people, some of my friends, they only like to FaceTime and then some of them only we text. So especially when I get in contact with this person, maybe figure out what's the best method they use to communicate. But if they're the type of person who is kind of calls you sporadically, maybe it would be a good idea to schedule phone calls and maybe put in your Google Calendar. So a little habit. It's a really good time to catch up. Maybe you know at the end of the week or maybe towards Monday or the start of the work week, so you can really catch up with each other and that way. You'll hold each other accountable. You'll just have a time dedicated to each other so you won't miss out if you're having a really crazy week later on in the work week. This is also good if someone is a night owl or an early bird and 
especially for me, I try to go to bed early nowadays as I'm working, and so I like to try to be off the phone before 11, but sometimes that doesn't happen. So scheduling phone calls with some people, maybe you will schedule in the earlier in the day, so you're not up till 2 a.m. talking to them. I know it's so much fun to talk to someone who's staying up really late, but sometimes you go to bed early and it might be easier to schedule a phone call earlier in the day rather than late at night. Next up is breaking the confrontation barrier. It's easier said than done. I know it's really difficult sometimes to confront your friend over something, but if you need to say it, it's better to not bottle it up inside and just tell your friend. It's easy to hide from problems, hide from confrontation, run away from problems, being like, I don't really want to bring this up. I don't want to cause a ripple effect in a relationship, but trust me, once you say it, the problem gets fixed sooner because you guys can sit down or FaceTime and have a conversation about it and maybe you guys can resolve the issue. I know it's definitely hard to tell your friend that they made a mistake or, you know, even that you made a mistake, but honesty is such a good policy. It's easier to be honest with someone. Of course, as I said before, that creates trust, but especially if you want to keep a long-term friendship, you need to be honest with each other. You need to talk to each other about not only the good things, but also the bad things. What's going on, and especially during an argument, it's just, it's good to just get it out and be like, hey, I'm not okay with what you did, can we talk about this? And hopefully the other person will respond. And even if they don't, at least you made an effort to start that conversation and hopefully resolve that issue. Next would be constantly worrying about the lack of close friendships. As I was growing up, I thought that I needed a huge posse of friends, especially in middle school, because especially where the seats were, they were in like groups of like 10 or 15, and a lot of the groups would be 10 to 15 people, and they were all sit around and have the same lunches and talk about the same things. This is really random, but I remember when silly bands were around and people would trade them and go to different tables and be like, I have a hedgehog for your giraffe. And it was just so much fun. Uh, I wish, you know, I wish uh, business was that simple. Of course, I was a shy kid growing up and I would always worry, you know, I need to have more friends. And that simply wasn't the answer. And maybe not the answer I was looking for. I thought the more friends you have, the happier it'll be. And that's not true as well. As I grew up and as I transferred colleges and it was a little bit harder to make friends, I realized that having a small group of friends is just fine for me. I mean, everyone can be different, but I realized that you don't have to have a lot of friends to be satisfied in your relationships. I have a group of really close friends and honestly, of course, the people want to join my friend group. I mean, I don't really have a friend group. I think also in middle school, I thought that you know, if I'm going to have friends that they have to be in a group, that we all have to be together, and that's not true. In college, I have friends from different clubs and activities, and that's kind of nice to have friends that have similar interests, but also different ones, and it's nice at the end of the day to bring all of your friends together to celebrate a friend's birthday or to go to a nightlife event on campus. But definitely as I grew older, I really focused on those core relationships, and of course, if someone wants to be in be my friend like of course like I would love to be your friend I'm really grateful for my friends I have friends back home and then friends at college and I just I love them so much and of course I'm always looking for new friends but I know at the end of the day 
you know, those people that I build these relationships with over the past couple years are my true rider dies. I know a couple of them even come to mind when I think about my future, that these people will be in my life forever, hopefully, and I'm so grateful for that. But yeah, so a reminder that you do not need a huge group of friends to feel valid and to feel like you are enough because you are enough with how many friends you have. And it is always okay to, of course, expand your circle, meet new people, but you do not need a million friends to feel like you are winning at this friendship game because there is no amount that you should have at any age as long as you have good people that are nice and respectful and they hype you up and then you hype them up it is a good relationship and you do not need to stress over having a lack of friends or not having enough the next one i touched upon a little bit but constantly being on your phones when everyone hangs out and i know this is a really tricky habit to break when you're hanging out with people you bring your phone with you and you scroll through instagram or answer text messages but it is honestly so much better if you put your devices away it's so much better to have a conversation with someone when you're not looking at your phone and not seeing who texts you if you feel like you can't you know you have to read notifications i would just turn your phone on silent and maybe turn your notifications off if you feel like you can't pull your eyes away from your phone when your phone rings or whatever i would totally suggest not going on youtube or tiktok i mean it's really fun to listen to to listen to watch tiktoks or youtube videos but maybe doing another activity like taking a walk or playing music if you guys are musically inclined or something like that or make an arts and craft is so much better to connect with your friends than constantly being on your phones some of the best memories I made in my friendships were the times where, in, you know, back in the day when I didn't have a phone, which were the good old days, but some of the best memories I had were just leaving my phone at home and just really connecting with my friends and looking them in the eyes instead of looking down at my phone. When you're looking down your phone, sometimes it can be like you're shut off and you don't want to communicate and it's just nice to put away your phone for a couple of hours, put it in your purse, put it in your bag and just really spend time together with the people you love. If this quarantine has taught me anything, it is to really soak up the time with my friends. FaceTiming friends are really great. I'm lucky for technology to exist in this way where we can physically see our friends even when we're not in the same room or state as them. But on the other hand, it is just so nice to not have your phone for one and also to just spend time with each other and live in the moment. Back in March, I did not know or no one knew that we were not going to see our friends at a very close distance for a long time. And if I had to go back and tell myself one thing about friendships, you know, now we're in quarantine, I would be to soak up every minute with your friends and not spend time looking down, scrolling through Twitter, scrolling through Instagram, and really spend time with them and tell them in person how much you love them. I tell my friends I love them so much and, uh... I think especially with my guy friends, it could be a little awkward at first for some reason because um, I think that sometimes they might get the wrong message and you're like, no, 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 I just love you in a friend way. But I just, you know, if I had to go back to March and I was hanging out with a lot of people, especially seniors who just graduated college and we never had a proper goodbye or send up party and, you know, I think maybe I'll see some of them in the fall. My college is doing a 
in-person graduation this fall for the class of 2020. I'll be able to see some of my friends then, but I have no idea when I'm going to see my other friends and even them because we're going to be keeping our distance, of course, with our mask and our gloves. And, uh, you know, if any, if this situation has taught me anything, it is to really treasure those moments with your friends. And the last one for friendships mistakes is taking your friends for granted. I also touched on this before, but your friends are there for you and you should have their backs too. And your friends are incredible and amazing to be in your life. And please don't take them for granted. Please text them right now. Tell them you love them. Tell them that you can't wait to see them eventually. And just really treasure your friends because they are so great and you can't replace them. They are incredible people. Just really take time to spend time with your friends and don't take their actions for granted. Now we're going to move on to the relationship mistakes. So the first one I wrote down is you want to get in a relationship just because your friends are doing it and oof, that is relatable. And I remember going into, let's start at high school, especially high school, everyone was starting to get boyfriends and I was like, oh my god, I need to do this thing. When in reality, I probably should have stayed single just because, you know, I was, you know, 16 when I got my first boyfriend and maybe I should have used that time to really find myself more. I thought that, oh my god, my friends were all dating people, so we had to go on double dates and it's going to be great. And, you know, as I said before, I probably should have spent the time working on myself instead of focusing my energy on a partner. I feel like, especially when we grow up, we are, you know, it's, oh, you're older and now it's time to get in a relationship, and that's not true. You don't have to get in a relationship when you're growing up, when you're in high school or college. You know, you can totally wait until the right person comes along. No uh, wrongdoing in that. And I just wish that if I could talk to my 16-year-old self, maybe delay that relationship until I find a sense of self-love and confidence in myself. The next one is also a big one, which is letting your relationship pull away from your goals. Now, this is especially true when you're in your first relationship and you want to focus all of your attention on your partner or when you've dated a couple people and you get into the swing of things and you just kind of let your dreams kind of go to be with that person and spend every waking minute with the person. And to be honest, it's not worth it. Of course, spend time with the person, go on dates, have fun. But at the same time, you shouldn't let your relationship push you away from achieving your goals. You should have a life besides your relationship. You should have your own dreams, own goals, aspirations. Even if you're not single, continue to reach those goals even when you have a partner. I know when you really like someone, you like to picture yourself you know, with them every waking moment and that's great, uh, that's cute, but you should be focusing on your dreams and also supporting your partner's dreams and their goals and just be supporting each other and that's really important. You don't want to get into a relationship and then be like, oh, everything is pointless, everything is useless because I have this relationship. No, you should still be your own person. You still should have your own hobbies. It's easier said than done, but if you have a, another group of friends that, you know, the partner isn't in, maybe hang out with those people or do another activity just so you some time to spend alone and to you know still go after what you want to go after even if you're single or taken nothing will stop you from achieving your goals but don't let yourself you know hold back of your full potential because you want to focus on someone else and the next one is letting your relationship override your friendships when you get into a relationship 
please make sure that you are not ditching your friends for the partner. I mean, it's really simple to want to spend every waking minute with your significant other, but it is not good to ditch your friends in the process. Just because you are taken does not mean that you should stop having friends. These people want to hear from you and not just about your relationship, but about how you're doing and your hobbies and goals and you should not say bye to your friends just because you got into a relationship. There needs to be a good balance between hanging out with your significant other and your friends. It, you can't choose one. You should not choose one because it leaves your friends, you know, feeling left out and there's no balance between your, your relationship and your friendship. If you're spending all your time with your significant other and let's say the relationship ends and you never spend time with your friends and your friends don't want to hang out with you, you are now stuck in a really tricky situation. And so to avoid doing that and just create a better balance because your friends are always going to be there. I'm not saying your significant other will always be there because they, they probably will. But in certain circumstances, your friends will always be there for you no matter what happens with your relationship. So please do not take them for granted, as I said before. The next one is not actively communicating and the stress is on actively. It is, you know, good to communicate. It's, it's fine to communicate, you know, once in a while you think, but actively communicating almost every day, just catching up on each other's days and especially in arguments. Hey, we need to talk about this when you get home, etc. Just making sure you're communicating because if you don't know what someone else is feeling, it is really hard to maintain a relationship. I know some people aren't that emotional people, which is totally valid, but if you're not sharing anything with your partner, the relationship is just going to go not well. I mean, if you're the couple who do not talk about anything, then good for you, especially if they're upset or they're mad and they're just coming home in a really bad mood and they're not talking to you, it's not good. So you need that active communication to talk through your problems and if any of you are not feeling well or just in a bad mood, you're constantly updating that partner. And not every single second, but, you know, constantly updating them every day, every couple days about what's going on. I also suggest talking about your attachment styles and what, you know, what you need as a person in a relationship, what, what type of communication that you work best with so maybe some people like to talk it out and that's you know they'll talk about it when they get home or some people like to get texts or facetimes etc talking about things or updating your partner and it's just important to communicate and some people need a little bit more communication than others but i would definitely suggest talking about it at the start of the relationship i think that was a mistake that i made uh, many times where i i didn't uh, speak up for what i needed in terms of communication and uh, uh, that was my fault. I should have said something way, way earlier. So yeah, just talk about what you need and what they need, of course. Overall, just talk about what you need and what they need and come to a common ground and continue on from there. But it's never, never good to be left in the dark and a lot of people take that really seriously. So please actively communicate in your relationships. The next one is not putting in the effort in relationships and crushes. Especially if you have a crush and you're talking to someone and then one day you're having such a nice conversation and you just stop putting in the work, then the crush and or relationship that might happen afterwards just falls apart. You know, relationships are a lot of work. 
sometimes that's why people stay single because they just want to focus on themselves and when you get in a relationship it's a lot of work the work doesn't stop before you download tinder or hinge or bumble or contact your friend that has a friend that knows a friend that might be compatible make sure that you you know for yourself that you can put effort into this new relationship especially after a breakup we can tell ourselves over and over i can go back in relationships all good we're going back on the market and then when you get there you just realize that you're not ready and if you're not ready to get back into relationships or even start looking for your first relationship that is totally okay and valid please take care of yourself just focus on you and loving yourself and there's no rush the next one is continue to like someone who isn't interested in you and this one's a hard one i'm not really talking about like harry styles or a celebrity crush but i'm kind of thinking about the person who maybe you had a fling with or you had feelings for and they kind of just maybe they were hot and cold on and off relationship and maybe you just need to find someone better that will 100% be putting in the effort in the relationship also someone you know you still like over and over and maybe the person doesn't reciprocate feelings I know it's really easy to keep liking them and kind of uh, going through a cycle when you like them again and you keep going keep going around but it is so important that you know you find someone else that will like you for you and it's okay that people you know not everyone will like you it's our reality but not everyone will like you and not every person that you match on on dating apps will respond I know it's it's totally easier said than done but once you you know acknowledge your self-worth then you can move on I know it's gonna take a while even for crushes even for crushes it takes a long time to get over someone also in relationships but especially with an ex if you still like your ex and they just have moved on maybe it's time for you to move on too I know it's really hard and you don't have to get back out there every second of the day if you're not ready but it's important if someone you like doesn't reciprocate feelings eventually it is time to move on to find someone that will be more compatible for you and it's something to be embarrassed about if someone rejects you when you ask someone to go on a date or you want to talk more and they say no it is okay it happens to everyone and i promise that you will find someone that is right for you but when you're in the cycle of just keep liking someone over and over who rejected you or broke up with you or something etc it just it really diminishes your self-worth because that's all you can think about and you think that you're worthless and you are not things just happen in relationships not every relationship will last forever but don't worry you will find a new relationship and there's no rush to get back into one if you just kind of step out of that uh, reoccurring circle it can really bring some of your self-worth back and self-confidence and you can really work on yourself and love yourself truly when you're single but yes, when especially when you get in that headspace, you just feel like, oh, that person doesn't like me, then no one will like me, and that is not true. There are so many people on this planet, I don't even know a number, but there are so many people living on this planet right now, and you will find someone. There has to be, there has to be someone, and there will be someone eventually that will like you for you. When you constantly think to yourself, oh, I, I need to keep liking this guy, I just just what's what's meant to be maybe if i like him or her or them then they will like me back sometimes it doesn't happen and that's okay but sometimes it's better to move on than staying in, this, in the constant circle of i just need to continue liking them and maybe something will happen it's really i know so many people say this if i like them then they will change but sometimes that doesn't happen 
just because you have feelings for someone doesn't mean that they will automatically turn around and be like, oh my goodness, I was blind, I didn't see this, oh my goodness, let's date, let's go into a cottage in Florida. I don't even, are there cottages in Florida? Probably. I know it's really hard, but you must move on, and I know it takes a really long time, and that's totally okay. I know with a lot of my breakups, it took a really, really, really long time, longer than I expected, but now I'm feeling good and healthy and happy, and I definitely want to, you know, eventually date again. I know it's hard to cut off re-liking someone when they don't feel the same way, but when you move on, you'll feel so much better to not get yourself constantly down just because one person doesn't like you. There will be other people who like you, I swear, so keep going out there. I know dating is really difficult sometimes, but if you keep playing in the game, you will find someone, I swear. Don't give up and just focus on yourself for the meantime and really pour back into yourself. The next one is not making the first move. I mean, in 2020, I still, I was listening to a podcast the other day and the host was like, oh, you know, usually, you know, don't make the first move and then, you know, nothing happens and that's, you know, kind of what happens in this dating scene. You do not have to be, you know, especially as, for my example, as a woman, I will always make the first move, most likely 100% of the time because for me, I don't want to wait around. I just want to kind of go for it. Even that's asking someone out, I'm just going to do it. I don't want to wait. I know that the person is cute and attractive, and so I'm just going to do it. And so that just kind of cuts out the awkwardness. Of course, you know, there's going to be some awkwardness on a first date or just talking to someone, but if you can make the first move, I would just do it. Are they going to ask me out? Should I do it? Maybe I'll wait until Monday, you know, waiting for the other person to say something. You should just go for it. It makes you feel direct. It makes you feel confident like you are, and... It's just a good way to put confidence in yourself that you know what you want and you know what you're looking for. The next one is not figuring out if you want something casual or long-term. Especially when you're getting back on the dating market or just starting. It's really important to decide what you like, not even maybe your type in a person, but also what you're looking for. It would just be nice to say what you're looking for. You don't have to say that on your profile if you're on dating apps, maybe when you're talking to new matches or whatnot or new people, just say, hey, like, you know, I know we're talking for a little bit, this is just what I'm looking for, are you looking for the same thing? It will save you so much time because if that person isn't looking for what you're looking for, they can be like, okay, cool, like, you know, I'm just gonna move on because it's really important to know what you like and what your boundaries are, etc. But if they are looking for you know, the thing that you're looking for, then you can pursue that relationship further. But if you're not looking for what they're looking for, it might not work out because you know what you're looking for and there's other fish in the sea that are looking for what you're looking for. It is okay for, you know, picking a casual or long-term relationship, whatever you're comfortable with, but maybe it's, you know, sit down with yourself and, you know, figure out what you're looking for. I know, oh, I think Bumble has, um, like these little... Uh, bubble things they can put in your your profile that says if you're looking for something casual or relationships that's also a really cool tool if you want to just say it out front and not you know you can of course always say that when you're talking to someone but if you just want to say it flat out um you can put in your profile picture nothing wrong with that you know you know to the second that someone starts swiping that they know what you are looking for and they know you know if that's something that they would be okay with and are willing to do and maybe you'll find more matches that have the same 
goals for your relationship. Um, but it's okay not to know. You do not have to know this very second, but eventually um, it'll be good to know what you're looking for and it'll just save you time on um, dating and stuff. So last couple we have here. Comparing your relationship to others and try to make it hashtag relationship goals. And I know when I had my first boyfriend when I was 16, the relationship had to be like Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds relationship and that is just not possible at the age of 16 to have a relationship that mature. Even as an adult I see a lot of couples posting on Instagram and I think for people it's really easy to get jealous because they look at their relationship um, and then look at someone else's relationship online and they think that they have to be perfect and also you know Social media is a highlight reel still, even for couples. I know there's a lot of couple Instagrams, really, really great Instagrams just full of couple content and tips or they share their family, etc. It's easy to forget that they're, the couples that are on social media pages that have a couple Instagram are not perfect. You really only see on the couple Instagrams the good moments, photography moments where they're all standing around the kitchen, they're smiling, making some cookies, everything's crystal clean, everything like that. You know, that's not reality. And I know a lot of, you know, content creators do post honest and real stuff about their relationships, but, you know, try not to compare because not every relationship is the same and that is okay. And as long as you feel like you and your partner are communicating and are in a good and healthy place, that is all you can ask for. Of course, if you want to create a couple's Instagram, go ahead. Totally do it. You got my follow. But especially during this time where everything is being posted online and even if you're the type of couple who doesn't want to be on social media that much, which is totally valid. You know, it, it is easier said than done, but just try not to compare yourselves. Just focus on your relationship and what needs to be worked on and the great things that your partner does for you and vice versa. It's easy to compare to celebrity couples, but you know, it's not realistic all the time. So just focus on your relationship and what you need to fix, what you need to work on, and what you love about each other. The next one on here is not putting your true self on dating apps. I know when you get introduced to dating apps, a lot of people are on it now because trying only dating, now that people have more time in their hands. So it's really important when you're making a dating app profile. I'm not a relationship expert, just from my experience. It's good to put like a bunch of different photos and the photos all being, you know, not professionally taken or, you know, you have your friends just putting out like natural lighting and make it look like so photo shoot like. I don't know if that makes sense, but... Try to use photos that really bring out your personality. I know that it's so easy to pick the photos that you look professional in, that you have your makeup all done, and you're under, you know, even you had a photo shoot or your friend takes professional photos and you guys do a photo shoot and that's all the photos that you use on your dating app, which is totally fine. I mean, at the end of the day, you have to choose photos that you're confident in, but I think, I mean, if you're going to pick, you know, photos, maybe for your profile, having different types of pictures maybe one a selfie maybe you you know in a cute outfit that you like maybe one you know with your group of friends or your family a dating app you know people go through dating apps really quickly people swipe your dating app profile is your first impression to the people that you are looking for and so if they see you know all of the photos that are beautifully done and beautifully edited maybe that's not the real you maybe of course it is the real you but maybe that's not showing your full personality 
And I know when, you know, I'm looking for a partner, I look for personality. And it's really, it's really nice to, you know, have people bring that out on their profiles. And you can do this with photos or, you know, I know they have like the text boxes now. And just say, you know, who you are. At the end of the day, it's your, your profile, you can do whatever you want. But I think just a little tip is maybe just to switch things up. Or if you're just making a profile for the first time, choose photos that show you, your personality. It doesn't have to be perfect. Your hair doesn't have to be perfectly straight, perfectly curly. You don't have to look like you're going to a fancy ball. It can just be you in some jeans and a shirt. If you're showing the real you, you will get, you know, a better understanding of yourself out there to the world. And the last one is thinking that once you secure a relationship, your whole life will be perfect. I wish someone told me that when I started dating, it was really easy to believe that once you find a significant other that you will be perfect, life is going to be perfect, everything is going to go your way, you will have no problems, and that is simply not true. Being in a relationship is really sweet and it's great when you love yourself first and really took the time to figure out yourself, but it is a myth when people tell you that your life will 100% get better, you will have no problems when you enter a relationship. Relationships still have ups and downs. Your friendships as well have ups and downs. And just finding a significant other where you can, you know, finally date and have a boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever um, will not, not change your life that dramatically. It is exciting. Of course, be excited. Tell your friends really take time to focus on the relationship, but also make sure you're focusing on your friends as well. But don't expect the next relationship that you will be on will be extremely magical. It's going to go with ups and downs. There's going to be some arguments, confrontations. You'll just need to navigate life together. And it's not going to be perfect and it's not going to be easy, but it's worth it when you find someone that you really like and you really want to spend the foreseeable future with them. I know relationships are exciting, and it should be. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer here or anything, but I think a huge mistake, especially that I made, is thinking that once I find someone that will like me back, that everything will change and I'll have no problems. And that's not true. I have problems. And when I'm in a relationship or single, you know, things still come up. Arguments still come up. But being in a relationship isn't easy, but it's, it's really worth it when you're ready and when you find someone special and when you love yourself first. That's also really important to love yourself first. If you're single or even in a relationship, take the time to get to know yourself personality-wise and just what you like, etc., etc. It's just really important to love yourself, you know, for who you are. You are so special and unique. And just because you are with a significant other doesn't mean that that dims your shine. So I'm going to leave with that. I've been talking for almost an hour and the rain stopped if you guys wanted an update. That is it for this podcast episode. I had such a fun time explaining relationship mistakes and what you can do for next time or if you're currently in a relationship, a friendship, or a romantic relationship. If you like listening to these types of relationship content, please let me know and I'll make more. Thank you so much for listening. Again, make sure to subscribe, make sure to check out the resources below, make sure to register to vote, and I'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening again, and I'll see you guys soon. Bye!